pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to CHI Health Center. I've been hearing the students out in the uh, concourse hooting and hollering. They got some free pizza here a little bit ago from the coaches. They got za. They got pizza, yes. Um, and they enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, Josh, if, if it'll make you feel better, and I know it will because you're into, you know, vandalism and rioting, there's a, I would say that. Are they going to do it? In the event of a Creighton win, I would say your chances of do it. getting what you want is about, I would say, 90% right now. Come on. Someone got a nick on the face there. Oh, man, not no, a nick it's not on gonna the be, face. No, it's not going to be the incarnate word thing. No, We've don't got... worry about that. Don't worry about that. Everything going on right now. That's what John's going to be saying at the end of the game. Yeah, come on. It'd be the first ever win over a number one ranked team. Do it, Creighton fans. Storm the floor. Storm the floor and then run up to John and say, We still got guys that need to get to the locker room. Yeah, that's what John will say. We still got guys (laughs) that need to get to the locker room. Well, you'll be happy. I think it's about a 90, 95% chance if, Mm. if, if, if they get the win. Listen, that's a problem I would like to have. Tonight, to be honest with you, it would mm-hmm. be, be a nice problem to have. It would be a wow, heck of a John's feather in the cap. encouraging it. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying it would be a nice feather in the cap. You realize that a win tonight not only would be the first ever win over a number one ranked team in Creighton basketball history, it mm-hmm. would also be Greg McDermott's 600th victory as a Dang. college basketball coach. That's a lot of victories. That's a win-win too, John, because then you can tell – Coach Mack, he's old because only olds can get to 600 yeah. wins. See, this is great for all parties. 600 wins, that's incredible. I, I guarantee you, I, I guarantee you when oh, that moment happens, that'll and I say congratulations on 600 wins, he'll probably say something to the effect of, well, that just means I'm old. Mm. So, Bingo. yeah, he'll, he'll beat me to the punch. I, I, won't, I won't be able to... Beat him to the beating of the punch and just say, hey, coach, you're old. Something like that. Just say that straight up. And then I'll be like, is there a question in there? And then be like, oh, yeah, the 600 wins. Congratulations. Just yeah. go right up to his face and go like. Arr! Oh, that's a good idea. Do the old that man voice. no John. sense. Hey, Coach Mack, there were players on the floor. You want uh, some insure? Did, did you see this? Did you hear about this, Josh, that your old buddy, our old buddy. Bart? Dave Bart, too. Oh, yeah, he, he's he, uh, he's 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 going against you. He quote see, tweeted you your your quote tweet yeah, earlier yeah, about yeah, Tom yeah, Chattel yeah. and the scheduling and, you know, getting rid of some of the tougher non-conference games and Bartu retweeted and then later reposted it. So not what? only did he quote tweet I it, see, I am looking I'm looking at a repost of his quote tweet of you. What? So he took a screenshot of his own tweet? No, no, he just reposted it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I just see hit what you mean. He, he just yeah, hit, yeah, he just yeah, hit. He retweeted his retweeted it. Dang, so he really wanted to crap all over me. Damn, yeah. Dave, screw you, bro. Dave said, been saying this for over a decade and 100% agree with Coach Matt Rule, and he tags Coach Matt Rule, and the numbers see, absolutely support All right, so here's what I will say for the 800th time, because there does seem to be a bit of confusion on my opinion. Mm-hmm. I understand why it is smart to do. Sure. I don't have to like that, though. If No. Here's the thing that I wish Dave would argue for and others like Dave. Instead of everyone should go to eight and play easy games, 
everyone should go to nine and also play a hard game. That's what I want. I, I just, again, if a Nebraska fan says, hey, guys, I, I want the path of least resistance because I want them to make a bowl game and I want a long runway and I want them to go to the playoff. I I, th- I cannot argue with that logic. I no, I can't either. Yeah, I, can't I understand either. your point of view. I, if, and I understand the point of view. But if you are looking at the health and the big picture of the sport and you are removing your fandom hat, which Dave is. Dave is not approaching this from a fan's perspective. He is approaching this from an analytical perspective. Yes, he is. Then I don't know why the thought process in that moment would be, yes, fewer games between well, good teams. Where I don't understand the thought process and it's just who I am is – if you, it feels like you didn't earn it. If you beat an easy team, then yeah, you beat a thing everybody you didn't you earn the, where but, you are. But you see, that's the argument, Nick. Is especially from these big boy leagues, and I'm looking especially at the SEC and the Big Ten because the SEC has been doing this for years. Well, I shouldn't say they've been doing this, but some teams have been doing this for years, where they go very easy in the non-conference, and they realize, hey, we're from the SEC. If we survive our conference, that's going to be enough to get us into the playoff. The the fallacy in all of this is it's n- outside of like Michigan this year for example. I'm trying to think back through my mental rolodex the last national champion who had a ridiculously easy non-conference schedule. Now they may have had a non-conference schedule which featured another power school that happened not to be good that year. But in terms of intentionally going out, because remember, didn't You're, Michigan, are you saying not Michigan this year? Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going before Michigan. Okay. And didn't Michigan have? Yeah, a they, pow- they, they they canceled a game, right? Yeah, they pulled they pulled the uh, UCLA game. Okay, so they canceled UCLA. So yeah. they had a power conference yeah, school. Off the top originally. of my head, last year's and last year's in 2022. Last year's Georgia had Oregon. 2021 Georgia had Clemson. Uh, the 2020 year doesn't count because of COVID. 2019 LSU had Texas. Uh, let's see, 2018, who won the Natty in 2018? That was Clemson. I believe they had Texas A&M. 2017 was Alabama. And they had Florida State in the opener. So, like, yeah. I mean, look at that now. Some of those are neutral site non-conference games, but at the very least, they were attempting to play a really tough game. Now, I will, again offer the olive branch of, I understand that in a 12-team playoff, we just kind of don't really know what's going to happen, and that is a much different era. And so we are comparing four teams to 12, and some of those teams that I just mentioned, John, like LSU, like Alabama, were only playing eight conference games, whereas some were playing nine conference games. And so the math is obviously a little bit different. But you are right. You go back further and further in time, and a lot of those champions are going to have a a tough team, whether it was on paper. Florida State, for example, I mentioned them uh, when Bama played them in 2017. On paper, that was like a two versus a three game. Florida State was bad that year. Jimbo yeah. Fisher left. On paper, though, they they attempted to do something very, very difficult. On paper. So, so, so I, I, I guess I'm just a little confused. And again, is Matt Rule reacting to something that he's hearing, you know, behind the scenes amongst his other fellow coaches or, or what? Because you look at the schedules, at least as they are planned right now, just about everyone who we consider, you know, a national title type contender has at least one really good team or or, or perceived to be good team coming up on their non-conference schedule. So unless everyone is just preparing to cancel games willy nilly left and right, there's something there's something amiss here. Yeah, that, that and I'm I hope that that's getting. not the case because again, some of the more recent trend has been really good programs putting two 
good non-conference teams on their schedule. And and a lot of those are SEC schools that are only playing eight, but you had that list earlier, John. Alabama, there are seasons where they're playing two. Georgia has taken that same tact as well in future seasons. I believe Florida State has been doing the same thing. USC for years has played 11 power games because they always have Notre Dame, and USC usually has a, a marquee non-conference game as well. They've played Texas. They've played Nebraska over the years. They've played Alabama over the years. I believe USC is playing LSU to start off the 2024 season uh, in Vegas, of all places. So, uh, you know, a lot of programs are not doing what Nebraska is is going to do moving forward. Do people not want the chance to, and hypothetically, say Alabama came to Nebraska. Do people not want the chance to say that they beat Alabama? Just like some weird thing happened and Nebraska happened to win. I think they're scared because if they if they lose, then it's, oh, we shouldn't have scheduled. If they win, if you could guarantee it, then people would say, sign me the hell well, up. Sure, but they if don't... you lose, then it's like, well, it's Alabama. Yeah, of they course we were going to yeah, lose. They don't want to take the unknown. Mm. Yeah. Well, but again, they're, t- they're, t- they're two different arguments because the way that Rule is arguing this, it's about making the playoff. It's not about rebuilding a program or trying to artificially get your way to nine wins. No, it's about trying to make the playoff. So it, this isn't a... This isn't a we don't want to play these teams because we're afraid we're going to add more losses to our schedule. Well, that's not true. But it's it's about making the playoff. Yeah. And because the Big Ten and the SEC right now, if you if you make it through a Big Ten schedule undefeated or with one loss, and I'm talking from this year forward, or you make it through an SEC schedule with no losses or one loss, your chances of making the playoff are – 99.9 percent correct heck even in some cases with some with some of those schools it's two losses because now you get, you're talking 12 teams yep so that that's that's what they're looking at right now and instead of challenging themselves and doing it for the betterment of just the entertainment value it's no we want to maximize as much as we can but again Georgia's not doing that yeah Ohio State's not doing that Alabama's not doing that they all have other power conference schools on their future even Michigan, schedules. even Michigan's playing and Texas Michigan this even next after year. these last couple of years yeah. is and so doing again, it. Like, now that doesn't mean they couldn't cancel those games eventually, and and go to a much easier formula. But for the moment, everyone has somebody good or multiples of somebody good on their non-conference schedule in the future. Yeah, so again, going back to Dave, um, I understand why a lot of Husker fans are like, cool, sign me up, I want more wins, because Nebraska fans have been in the wilderness for so many years and they just want to be out of it. I just don't get the mindset of of a college football neutral observer saying... Yeah, I guess, I guess, John, it kind of goes back to baseball, right? Like, we talk about the three true outcomes, and we talk about the shift. Now, they eventually made changes, but one of the things that I always threw out was like, do coaches, do players, do they have to care about how entertaining the product is? I mean, ultimately, the answer is kind of yes, because their salary is paid for because they're entertaining. But they care about wins and losses, and that's what yeah. they care about. Um, and and this is this is just a different version of that. It's less entertainment, and it's more guaranteed wins. Just surprised, you know, a, a large onlooker of the sport would have that, that same feeling. Coming up, it's time for some content, and uh, Rick Pitino is doubling down on his comments from what? Sunday. Also, uh, we did not seconds. get to this yesterday, but Bart Scott was not holding back. So many Bart. Oh, I can't wait to hear what he had to say, John. And um, while Gretna is pining for an NHL team, maybe they should be putting in a call to old Robbie Manfred because baseball's looking for expansion teams too. Ping! Ping! No, that's college oh. baseball. And that's, Crack! 
That's for next week's wooden bats. Do the hammer noise. That could be the baseball noise. Nice. I'll get that uploaded. 1620 the zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.